Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in with J. Will. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And today, what a big day it is. Pro day at BYU. He rocking a baby to sleep. Yeah. Baby comes first. J. Will dancing to sleep. while having a watermelon strapped to his waist that is supposed to replicate pregnancy. Do you have do you have like a uh, baby doesn't kick though, so it's not no. the same. Do you have like a the, the app the 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 um, iWatch or something like that? The Apple Watch? It tells no, no, I don't add I don't. twenty pounds on to see how much pounds and calories you burn? No, that, I didn't even know that exists. Huh. Your phone will do it. Huh? Measure okay. your steps. Huh? Well I, look, I'm just I'm just trying to commit you know, commit <laughs> you to go, my wife. You go come in at one eighty five. All right, well, you know I got one leg anyway, yeah. so I'm out here. <laughs> now I weigh like 225. I'm walking around limping see, out here. See, see, you want to stay You want to stay above 190. 190 is that, that, that mark where somebody won't try and run up on you, you know what I'm saying? You get 185, somebody think they might be able to scoop you or something. Well, what, you know how, how much you weigh? Right right how much you weigh? Ain't nobody scoop scooping you. me, Mark. <laughs> ain't no man scooping me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, you look a little light. You ain't going to just come up and scoop <laughs> like me a little light. Nope. Hey, man, it's my parking spot. You, you, so you're 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, yeah. How much you weigh? Right now, like, like 245. 245? Yeah, I'm trying to lose it though. I'm trying. To get I'm down 193. To yeah, I, I, you, you're my height. Um, you're my size in high school. <laughs> you're 193 is, in high school. Yeah, that's wild, man. You little bird man right there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 193 ain't small. First and foremost, <laughs> you wiry. Small. You know what I mean? You right there. Like, oh, I was that in high school. <laughs> he was like, oh, was, yeah. Was little, I was 193 when I was a little five. Patronizing right there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, Demeaning. Yeah, look, it's a Keyshawn cute line. He's cute. That's all good, man. We can see all your ribs. <laughs> 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 well, not right now because there's a watermelon yes, in the way. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> so pregnant right now. There are no abs. Retaining water. <laughs> I can't go to the bathroom. It's strapped to my my. It's, uh, it's cut. Run that air. I, it's, I can't go to. I, I tried to go to the bathroom before. It's like I couldn't get to my belt. It's you got You got to sit down, man. You bet not. Take I it can't through. get you, my pants you, off. You bet not take it through the zipper. You, no, that you do not want that life. Do you understand? You guys are cutting into my talk about the Knicks' big win. Yes, time that's right why now. we're talking so. Uh, much. Like this is a this is a vital conversation Sorry, that we need moment. to have. Go ahead. We'll and we're out. discussing this instead. Go yeah. ahead. Talk about your Knicks. Well, no, I can't because we first have to talk about the biggest nudes in New York. Everybody's looking forward mm. to this. Zach Wilson's pro day Ooh. at BYU today, Provo, Utah. Are we excited? Are we fired up? Uh, like, like Mel Kuyper said, like, what do you get out of these things? You've said this, Bart. It's all like it's muscle memory. You've been training this exact stuff, these yeah. drills. So scouts are now going to watch you, and is it going to make that big of a difference? Apparently, maybe. Listen to what Chris Mortensen had to say on SportsCenter about the Jets quarterback situation and Zach Wilson and that job. I've always framed it, and this goes back for more than a month, that this is Zach Wilson's job to lose, even though he hasn't been drafted by the Jets yet. In his pro day workout, uh, March 26th, I think conceal a deal or open up this trade possibility here uh, at number two for the Jets. Zach Wilson is somebody that Joe Douglas, the general manager, really loves on tape. His job to lose, it's not his job at all right now. It's an amazing thing for Mort to say, but he obviously says it with some... Oh, that was a great throw right there. With Dude, right asshole. <laughs> You're showing the replays right now. But like to say that it's his job to lose, I think I get the point. It's Sam Darnold's job right now, but it could be taken from him if for some reason at a pro day he just looks amazing. And maybe whatever they saw on tape, they see in person. You know, Is that what it's about? That, that's all I know. I mean, Rich Semini, who covers the Jets for a very long time, they were called the Titans when he was first on the beat. Mm-hmm. He said that Joe Douglas will be in attendance for this pro day. 
Uh, and he said that Douglas is high on Wilson, I'm told, but his evaluation isn't complete. They also have to look into the medicals and everything else. But still, is, it, is that the best way to put it? For Zach Wilson, if he's going to be the Jets quarterback, this is a big day. If not, the Jets probably trade that pick and he could be somebody else's quarterback. Is that probably the way, what Mort's trying to say here? Yeah, I think both can be true, right? That he can he can have a great day and also put himself on display for another team. It's whoever's at the number two spot, you know. And we haven't seen Justin Fields and what he's going to do. We haven't seen we've seen Trey Lance, and we, we you know teams are assessing value because when you go up there and you, you draft somebody second overall, like Gettleman said a couple of years ago when he drafted Saquon Barkley, you're expecting a yellow jacket. I just don't know if I see or anticipate a yellow jacket there. Could he be a good uh, pro? Yes. Is that Patrick Mahomes? I don't think. So. So, you know, I, I hate when we start comparing, you know, um, amateur talent to like great players already in the league that has compl- accomplished so much, right? Well, I think you hear the name Patrick Mahomes, you go, whoa, wait a minute. But there, I mean, there could be elements of his game that could remind you of Patrick Mahomes. I yeah. think that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, the fact that they're saying he can throw from different angles, that don't mean anything because some of those same things and those reckless mechanics that you're trying to do as you're trying to emulate Mahomes are some of the things that turns to pick sixes, that turns to turnovers and extra possessions for other teams. So I don't want to hear about how somebody throws the ball uh, orthodox and he's a gunslinger because those are some of the things and bad habits that coaches got to coach out of you when you get in the league because guys aren't as open as they used to be in the pros as they were in college and the schemes are more complex and you are dealing with professionals that can break down your game, defensive coordinators that can break down your game. So when I see Zach Wilson, I want to see if he's capable of doing, but what do we expect, right? We know what we're going to hear. Oh, the ball flies off his hand. He's more athletic than we thought. Oh, he's good side. Like we're going to hear all the things. You can almost pre-write the script before you actually see it. If I'm Joe Douglas, you know what I'm doing, Alan? What are you doing? I'm talking to quote-unquote experts who talk on TV, and I'm saying, you know what, man? I I just – I don't know, man. This kid, Zach Wilson, there's something about him. He's he's just – he's different. I like him. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling him aside. You're messing with the market, For the Toronto Raptors, right? Exactly what we just saw with Kyle Lowry. Oh, Kyle Lowry taking a picture holding the peace sign. He's leaving Toronto. He loves it here, right? I'm giving you the illusion that this is going down. Because the more you hear that I love him, other people, the more you hear from other people that I love him, it's going to pique your interest. Damn, Joe Douglas knows what he's doing, though. I feel like he's been very patient, hasn't spent a lot of crazy yeah. money. Let me see what he's seeing. Damn, this kid does look good. Mm. Damn, this kid could throw from different this, angles. Man, man maybe, the maybe, maybe I want him. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I want him. Well, that's, that's the whole point. Exactly. Create the market of, I don't know if I want to trade this pick, but you're going to have to convince me to do it. And, and that's, come to the table and maybe with more that's and more, this is and all more and more assets yeah. for me <laughs> hey. and allow me to make that decision when it comes down to the wire. I, I tell you what, man, like right now the most desperate team in the NFL is the Chicago Bears. And they're at 20. I understand 20, that's a hell of a drop from, from 2 to 20. But if they're saying, hey, I'll give you Khalil Mack in my next three first-round oh, draft oh. picks for the next three drafts like they mm. were going to offer for Russell Wilson, you give me Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks, and I can and I and I get your next three first round draft picks. Here you go, Sam well, Darnold. You're our guy. I'll have me a dominant defense and still have Sam Darnold and still have two picks this year and three in the next two, in three next year. Oh, I'm I'm doing that all day. I mean, if you're QB Joe won. Douglas, if you're Joe Douglas, you're just going back to the playbook of John Lynch with the 49ers when he had that the first time with yeah. Ryan yeah. Pace, right? Saying, oh, okay, like I, I have this blueprint. Like I, I've read this book, the Cliff Notes yeah. on this one. Yeah. Let me see if I can copy the same play. Three, we'll three first. I see and Khalil Mack. I see what you guys are doing. I see you guys. Stalling. Stalling. You, stall you, you guys are absolutely filibustering right now, and it's driving me crazy. You know what are you that, right? talking about? We're like, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. the team that matters. A legitimate in New York, move. The Jets. <clears throat> 
China is you know, going to be the most improved team. The most improved team. They Want me will to tell be, you about the most improved team? I will. Oh, the Nets. Keyshawn <laughs> J. Will Zupin, <laughs> presented by Progressive Insurance. How dare you? Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. Good win Scott. for you guys last night, Alan. In with J. Will. Thank you. Good Drivers win. who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Bart did the math. He's got a calculator. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Yes, the Knicks won again last night. I know quietly just operating in the shadows, just going about their business. Don't look now. Percentage points. Percentage points. Out of fourth in the East. That doesn't make any sense, but it's true. Better than the Celtics. But what I want to talk about besides a comeback win, 17 points down, the Wizards are not good. So, okay, they get the win. They need it. They're over 500. I just want to mention this because nobody talks about it. R.J. Barrett had his big boy pants game last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. Julius Randle did not play well. He struggled. And he had an injury early in the game. He just wasn't right. The whole right. team looked bad. R.J. Barrett's 20 years old. Guys, he was born in 2000. Wow. And I, I can't wrap my head around it. I got jeans. And he, I, this kid balled out. He had 24 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had five assists. He had three steals. And he was a major reason why this team won this game. And he's the number three pick from that draft that had Zion and Ja. Nobody ever talks about R.J. Barrett. But R.J. Barrett's performance in this game was one that is the reason why the Knicks were not active at the trade deadline the way a lot of people thought they'd be. Mm-hmm. They moved on from, from Austin Rivers because they wanted Austin Rivers to have an opportunity somewhere else. He wasn't going to be part of their rotation. But that's what they talked about. They could have tried. They've tried to trade for Alonzo Ball but they were asking a lot for Lonzo Ball. They weren't ready to blow up this team. They wanted to reward this group of young players, of yeah. gym rats, and say, we're going to let you guys try to get this thing done, and we'll do business in the offseason when it's time to do business. They could have made some trades. They could have done what we've seen the Knicks do in the past, bunch of first-round picks, bunch of players, no. just rework the roster and try to go for it. But that Leon Rosen company said, let's reward this group and see if they can get it done on their own. But, Alan, here, here's the thing that I kept trying to tell New Yorkers because I was on so many different radio shows on top of ours over the last couple of days, and everybody said, what are we going to do? Is Victor Oladipo that guy? Can we get him? Is Lonzo Ball that guy? I'm yeah. like, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Usa. You were fifth in the East. You are now fourth. Like, your team has chemistry. Yeah. Don't mess with the chemistry. Keep it going unless you find the right. Now it's not just about a piece, Alan. It's about the right piece. Yeah. What is the right piece that can, as you extract and you insert, that you can continue to build upon right. the chemistry that you have with this young core? And R.J. Barrett is a talent. Is it a talent and that teams has- want, want him? They're yes. going to ask for him in any major trade you do. And I'm telling you, at 20 years old, when I saw him do last go. night, I'm not ready to do I that. I don't let him go. Right. He's just growing. He's, he's growing into it. And he's, he, he, listen, he embraced the challenge of playing in New York. And I think right now between him and Quickly, you know, they're really, really saving this team right now. You know, the young talent, the future's bright. And eventually somebody's going to want to come play with these young talented players. It could be Andre Drummond. Yeah. It could be Andre Drummond. I don't know about his fit, but what what you're looking for is just to no longer be that team that, as KD once said, they're not cool. Like, you want to get rid of that. And maybe they're doing that right now. Let's bring in Bobby Marks, our ESPN NBA front office insider, just on this conversation and, of course, the trade deadline as well. Bobby, you and I have talked a lot about the Knicks over the years and, and things that they should do, and then, of course, then they do the opposite. But is this a case at this trade deadline from what you saw from them and also seeing the asking price on some targets they might have had, which includes Ball, that the right thing to do was nothing? 
Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at a player like Lonzo Ball, if you want to go out and get him, then you go out and get him this offseason when he's a restricted free agent. And if you want to put an, an offer sheet down, you, you do so compared to maybe giving up uh, a good first-round pick or even in multiple um, first-round picks. It was interesting as far as what New York could have done and what they didn't do at the deadline. There was nobody out there willing to kind of dump contracts and take back draft picks just because of where teams are with the luxury tax. So they weren't in a position to do that. And I've said all along, it's a, you kind of have to straddle the fence as far as your group of uh, guys on one-year contracts, the Alec Burks, the Nerlens Noels, who contribute to you, and trying to get rid of them just for a second-round pick, which I didn't think made sense here. But um, I, I, I was listening to your conversation. Hey, the Knicks are pretty cool right now. <laughs> I mean, exactly, like, they're, I mean, like, so when, when you know, I, I put out a list this morning of teams that have opened uh, roster spots, and they're in the top six in the Eastern Conference. They are a, a destination for some of these buyout uh, candidates. And the time will come when they will have to make a decision about a player like R.J. Barrett when that next disgruntled superstar becomes available here. Um, that time is not right now, and it might be in, in the offseason. And um, they are sitting in the pole position this offseason with cap space. I mean, they are sitting at $50 million. If they want to reshape this roster or they want to kind of continue where they are right now and just play that uh, waiting game, um, but where they were a year ago and where they are right now, it's, uh, it's night and day. Well, let's talk about a team where that's the reverse, Bobby. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Uh, obviously, there's been a mass exodus uh, from guys like Gordon Hayward to Kyrie Irving. Uh, but they made a move yesterday to get Evan Fournier uh, back on this team. I'm not overly excited about the move. I, I, think, I don't think it thrusts them into the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. But I'm curious, where do they go from here? Well, where they go is that, and, and Jay, you made a good point. I mean, they, there was a mass exodus, and nobody, and you didn't get anything back in return when Kyrie left and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford and Terry Rozier. I mean, the list, the list goes on of players here. Um, your two foundation players are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, this is a team that is going to be in a luxury tax this offseason. You have to rely on your younger players. I know it's kind of cliche, your younger players to develop. That's, that's where you have a chance, as, along with you know, Kemba staying healthy and Kemba playing like an all-star. And if, if Kemba is out of the lineup and, um, you know, he's got injury prone here, um, this team is going to be a team that loses in the first round. But when you've had all these draft picks and, you know, maybe the only one that's really you've hit on is, is Robert Williams outside of your two main guys, that sets you back. And does Evan Fournier get you to the level of Brooklyn and Philly and Milwaukee? No, he, he doesn't. Does he make you better? He does. Um, but, you know, this is a, this, right now this is a 500 team. Bobby, who, who are the winners and losers, and what move uh, was the best move of the day yesterday? Yeah, well, I think we'll start with the best move. I think when you can get Victor Oladipo in Miami for basically 10 cents on the dollar when you're trading out, you know, Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley, um, you know, Olynyk was a starter and, and Avery hasn't done much in, uh, in, in Miami. And with Oladipo there, and I know there's, you know, certainly with the injury history and, and somewhat of an inconsistent year, but you've got a three-month uh, period now where you can evaluate him. And if you want to sign him as a, a free agent in the offseason, you do so or you let him walk. And you didn't have to give up much to, to get him. So I really like what Miami was able to do at the deadline. And I think Chicago with uh, Vucevic and uh, Al Farouk Aminu, 
you build up your depth, uh, you give up some second, uh, first round picks, and I like what Ortoris Karnischewicz was able to do, kind of a swing for the fence type deal. Does it get them into the tier one group? No, but I think it gets them closer to, you know, that four to six range than a team just fighting to get into the playoffs. Bobby Marks joins us here on the Goodyear Hotlines. KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in with Jay Will. So you, you had a, a tweet yesterday that uh, obviously when you read it, it's just remarkable to think <laughs> Oklahoma City now has, after they're involved in the three-way trade with Philly and the Knicks, a projected 34 draft picks over the next seven <laughs> years. 17 in the first, 17 in the second. This has become the thing in the NBA, and you can thank uh, Sam Hinkie for it. The process is collecting draft picks. And, and what helps, though, is if you're Daryl Morey and you collect them and then you use them. Eventually, if you're Sam Presti, and just like Danny Ainge in Boston, it's nice when you have them. It looks good. But you have to use them eventually. Do you feel like 34 picks? It's almost <laughs> like, is that too much? Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think that number is going to go up, Alan. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to say when we get, we're talking in, in August, that number is going to be at 40. And, I, well, and, why why, I say, and why I say that is when you look at the landscape this offseason, there are four teams that are projected to have cap space. Um, New York, certainly um, a team like San Antonio – the market is going to be dry for free agents, and there are going to be teams that are going to look to dump contracts to get in that free agent game. And here is Oklahoma City sitting with these monster trade exceptions, or they could have $40 million in cap space, and they're basically saying, send me your players, but you've got to send me a first-round pick or, or a second-round pick. And that's the direction I see when we're looking at the offseason with, with Thunder. The difference with OKC and kind of what Philadelphia did, though, is They've done a really good job of drafting. They play competitive basketball. I mean, this team is not a you know five and thirty type team, and they are waiting for that next opportunity when they can draft a Kevin Durant or a Russell Westbrook or a James Harden. I don't know when that opportunity is going to be there, but they are certainly in position for it. Bobby, I, I got to ask you. I mean, you made tough decisions all the time. Look, you made the tough decision to cut me when I was with the Nets. <laughs> I get this life that we live in. He still talks but, about it, Bobby. Yes, Just obviously, so you know. I'm still, he still talks about it. But I love Bobby. He's my guy. Would you have done this though? Would you? If you're saying they're going to have an excess of 40 picks, then like, what does that do? When when do you start to exercise the picks, and how do you get the return on value of all these picks? Would yeah, you have done it. it? Um, well, I, I think I would have pivoted. I would have kind of, re, um, you know, there's a difference between what Orlando did yesterday when they basically kind of, um, you know, tore down the house compared to what Oklahoma City's doing or, and they're kind of retooling their roster here. Um, it, it's hard because how long, you know, we're only in year one. This team has been in the playoffs consistently. Um, we're in year one of this, and if this continues for the next three or four years, then you, you eventually what happens, Jay, is you wave the white flag and you, you make a move that you're going to have to consolidate. But, yeah, this is not the NFL where you have seven or eight rounds. We have two rounds, you have 15 players per, per team. Um, and we're, I, as I said, we're kind of in that, that wait and see. Some of these picks could potentially be really good. I mean, those Clippers pick, we don't know where that team will be three years from now. Um, they've got uh, potentially a really good Houston pick this year and a really good draft. Um, but as I said, all you need to do is hit on one or two of these franchise-level players. Like you mentioned with RJ in New York and Ja in Memphis and Zion in New Orleans, and it sets up your franchise for a long time. Bobby Mark says the Knicks are cool again. <laughs> 
That's cool. With I me, know, and that's that's saying someone who worked for the Nets for a long exactly. time. So. <laughs> Bobby, you just made Alan's day. You, you don't see the smile on Alan's face if, when you if, said that. If you don't think I'm going to save that and use it a lot, cool. but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you joining us, Bobby. Thanks for the insight. Thanks, Thanks Bobby. Appreciate it. Hey, he's the best man. No, no, he's yeah. smart he, and and obviously understands like. The, the whole pick thing to me, like it, it does go too far. Yeah. It's like eventually if you have all this money, you can't keep putting it in the mattress. you got to put it in something, in stocks, in real estate. Some way, somehow, yeah. you've got to make that money work for you. They've got all these picks. And you eventually have got to start turning yeah, it into something. Instead of just keep collecting it, it's a, like – I need your plan. Well, okay. What's your plan? You can't Sam? be a pick hoarder. You can't be just yeah. collecting picks. Eventually, well, okay. you just host the draft in Oklahoma City because every damn pick's going to be them. <laughs> but at least OKC is new to the process, and they're not seem like they're tanking, right? They, they they seem like they have a plan. It seems like you know Boston's been hoarding picks for a while, and we're trying to figure out what's the end product, like what's the process there. I, I go back and I say this again before we go to break. Mm. On one team, we had Kyrie Irving. Gordon Hayward, right. Jason Tur- Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Marcus Smart. They had, wow, on one team. They had a squad, yeah. and then since then, think about how their point guard position, or their, their right, it's gone from Kyrie Irving to an injured Kemba. Yep. To now Evan Fournier. Like you're going which which direction? Which way are you, are you going? going? Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. That's that's certainly the question. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott with Jay Will. We're brought to you by Mako. Tax refunds are great for fresh starts, especially in 2021. Refresh your ride with. Your refund at Mako and make the year one you'll never forget. Head to Mako.com to get a free estimate today. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. <laughs> what, is the, what is one of the best defenders marks on your back. in the last 20 years as Jay is stretching his watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> what is one of the best defenders the last 20 years think of Draymond Green saying he's the GOAT of all defenders? We will find out next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Jay Will, and the baby. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Bart has stepped out. He's doing Get Up right now, right? He has to do a segment there. Yes. So it's just Just me, Alan Hahn, and J. Will. And... For those who haven't heard it yet, on the NBA front, Draymond Green uh, earlier this week was on Dubs Talk, NBC Sports Bay Area, and caused a little bit of a, let's say, controversy with some comments that he had, basically about himself, but where he ranks himself as a defensive player all time. Listen. I think I'm the best defender to ever play this game in the NBA. Do you? 
my 100%. That's my opinion. I also think I view the game a lot differently than most people view the games. I, I think I just see it from a different perspective. I think when you look at the things that make a great defender, reaction time, toughness, being able to see the picture long before it develops, and most importantly, in order to finish a defensive possession, you got to rebound. And I, you know, I think I rebound well. And so, uh, you know, when I look at all the all the facets that make up the the defensive side of the ball, I think I am. I think I'm great in every facet that makes up that side of the ball. And so, I think I'm the best defender to ever play in the NBA. And I stand by that. I'll put myself up against anyone to ever play in the game. Now, we've talked about this, Jay. We've we've kicked this around. This is what fans do. This is what other people do. We talk about it, We analyze it. But I want to hear from people who have actually done the job. I want to hear from one of my vets, my, my OG, Tony Allen. Tony Allen's a three-time all-defensive first team. And T.A. also went after Draymond on Twitter because, you know, when it's you're defensive, what does. when it's That's your defensive guy, this is what you do. That's what real dogs do. <laughs> so so, so I, I've got to get your thoughts on Draymond Green saying he is the best defender of all time and giving all those reasons why. Yeah, well, you know, just, just me being, you know, looking at my career, you know, that's pretty much how I, you know, took care of my family. So, you know, I had to tap in looking at all the work I put in. So it was a conversation. It wasn't nothing bad. I just thought, you know, he was a little uh, over-edged by saying the best that ever played the game on that side of the floor. So, you know, it was a conversation. But I know I, I studied a lot of film, and I'm looking at his game. You know, I I, I don't see him sticking too many of the players that, that cause you havoc. You know, you you you. Your Kobe's of the world, your 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 Allen Iverson's of the world, you know guys that 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 pretty much give you a lot of load on the perimeter. I think a lot of what he do is is a lot of help side defense. There's a lot of you know angling in on the guards, trying to stop the guards and, and pick and roll coverages, you know taking charges, getting deflections and things of that nature. But my my job title simply was to be the guy to lock down the guy in the last five six seven minutes of the mm-hmm. game. You know, when, you know, and, and solely be that. You know, I think his his style of play on the defensive end works more so in the team facet. You know, you would love to have a guy like that, but can, you got to ask yourself. You say you're the best in the world. You you think Draymond Green can stick Kevin Kevin Durant the last six minutes of the game and, and solely be just him? You get what I'm saying? Hell no. I don't think he ever had to do that. So just to say you did it, you you know, in, in, in the best of way you see it. A lot of people might not see it that way, like myself. T.A., I've seen you clamp people down, man. And I think you said it exactly right. Draymond Green is a team defensive specialist within the construct of how the team defends with the, the scouting report. But also, I mean, if he was the greatest, how come he didn't guard LeBron when they played him in the championship? How mm. come it was Andre Iguodala? Mm. How come he didn't take on that one-on-one Exactly, match? exactly. And that was one of my arguments I said yesterday. I said, now, if, I, if, if I'd have heard that from Andre Iguodala, you know, I probably wouldn't even say nothing. You know what I mean? Because I just seen him lock in and, you know, have to go through uh, a tall task in LeBron and, and he get an MVP, Finals MVP from it on the defensive end. So, uh, man, it's definitely a conversation. And uh, I, I looked at all the all the centers and back in the day. Like I haven't seen any of the the veteran guys come out and say anything about Draymond. Probably because they haven't played 
But even any current players, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they look at him like that. I don't think guys coming to the game like, man, I got to get my rest tonight. Draymond Green going to be on me tonight. I don't think nobody coming to say that. You get what I'm saying? Uh, I get- that's why I felt like you needed a validation for you to just flat out say that. You know. So with that being said, Tony, give me who are yours? Because I kind of dropped mine yesterday. Yeah. Who are your top five greatest defensive players that you? Maybe that you you played against or that you've seen in the game of basketball, you think? Oh, this this oh you caught me off guard with this. Okay, all right, let's say for sure off off the rip. Uh I gotta I gotta put my brother, uh former teammate on there, Kevin Garnett. Ooh, you know, uh I actually been in a lot of pick and rolls with him. I just seen him uh, you know, stick dirt one on one. I just seen him, you know, cover the I mean, blitz the pick and roll and make, you know, Allen Iverson turn the ball over some or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I just seen him in action. I seen his 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 vocal how, how vocal he is in the defensive side of the ball and uh, he just my my start off and just start him as a center. Then five I go with I mean it's the fourth. Five I go with uh I go with Ben Wallace. Mm, like ben wow. Wallace. Yes. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. I remember those fouls he used to give me when I used to try to cut <laughs> behind. Boy, I'll break your arm, T.A. He'll break your back. Oh, man. Hey, hey. Well, those fouls are something to remember, man. It always had the guard think second guessing coming into that lane. Uh, at the three, let's see, I had to go Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. I had to go Scotty Pippen, man. You know, I didn't watch – I didn't watch the Bulls win six rings in my face, man, you know, as a kid. So, uh, and I saw a lot of uh, havoc he caused on the defensive end. And, you know, he, he was a big, what they say, the, the the Batman to the Robin. Yeah. yeah or the Robin to the Batman. <laughs> I always loved Scotty Pippen on the defensive end. But at the two, we had to go Michael Jordan. I had to go Michael Jordan, Natal defense, you know. Um, and we all know the infamous steal he got on Carl Malone. Come back and ice the game in Utah. I know you guys remember that. And if I had to go to point guard, I'm going to go my OG vet, Gary Payton, the glove. I put the glove at the point guard. Man, you already know his trash talking, the way he, you know, excites the game. So that'll be my fire right there, Jay. I, I would have put myself on there, but you know, I, like I say, I, I got to let others talk about it before I bring it up, you know? I don't know, T. I ain't trying to see that team, even if you are honorable mention. I mean, it's Kevin Garnett, <laughs> Ben Wallace, Scotty Pippen, MJGP with Tony Allen coming off the bench. Nah, I, I don't want that, Allen. Yeah, I don't want I that say, smoke. I say I come off the bench on that, on that crab. Like that. So, let me ask you this question because we are the trade deadline ended yesterday, and I was, I was talking to some of my friends. I'm like, yo, it was just a year ago that myself – Paul Pierce, Jalen Rose, we're in L.A., we're watching the Lakers play against the Celtics, and we're like, damn, Jason Tatum seems like a top-five player in the league. Jalen Brown's a beast. Like, this team is a championship-like team. Now we're talking about them potentially playing in the play-in tournament, and they get Evan Fournier. Like, what is going on in Boston, and is is it time for us to see a revamp with Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens the way that we saw a revamp in Philadelphia and how they twisted around with Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, watching those guys, you know, take this this downward, uh, you know, and, and winning. I, I just look at it like they they don't have an identity. I think they lost their identity 
a lot of part of that being Marcus Smart. He was hurt for a while, Kemba in and out the lineup, a lot of protocol with the coronavirus stuff. You know what I mean? I think it kind of, like, messed with their rhythm. But more importantly, I mean, Celtics, you already know how they rock. They they win and go home. They got the championship pedigree, championship mindset. You know, and just to see them, how they fold, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, I'd have been a part of those, that organization, you know, we lost 17, 18 in a row, you know, and, and I know I know how the organization be looking around you, right. you know, when you come into the breakfast and they look, trust me, they want to win or nothing. So if they ain't, if they ain't getting it together or playing into this season, I'm, I'm pretty sure by next year, Danny Ainge don't play there. He used to tell me every day, hey, Tony Allen, how you doing? I say, hi, Dave, how you doing, Danny Ainge? He say, "Hey, nothing much. Just looking for some guys to come and replace you." Oh. So I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's saying that same rhythm <laughs> over there while they losing like they losing right now. That puts you in a good mood, doesn't it? Like, how's it going? Oh, everything's great. Good. I'm, I'm trying to replace you. Like, like it's yeah. always about the next guy. Like, oh, oh, are you? But it's a way to motivate too, because I know a guy like you wouldn't wouldn't put up with that for too yeah, long. With and I used to, yeah, go ahead. Trust, trust me, I used to be in there. I listen to that him say that man. I go in there and get an extra rep in on leg press. <laughs> there you go. Extra rep in on bench press. Hey, I, I'm pretty sure that Danny Ainge keeping those guys on their feet over there. Man, you you can tell the media over there they ain't gonna let you live no. So I know I'm pretty I'm very familiar with that town. Yeah, well, they're certainly going to need more tough-minded guys like you to get through whatever they're going through right now. Hey, T.A., great to catch up with you. Thanks for your thoughts. We appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Much love, man. All right, Tony Allen, one of the great defensive players of certainly his time. You, you did not want to see T.A. Oh. waiting for you at half court as you're bringing the ball up to court. Yeah, he Trust, talked about I've identity. Remember you when he talked about that. identity? Like when he's on your team, you have an identity. Yes. That's what guys like that certainly bring. All right, when Barr comes back, he gives us his another worst list, this one with a March Madness spin. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I don't hope Jay's not on that list. What? I hope. What Jay are you talking is, I'm about? I'm saying I hope. Why the hell would I be on that list? Well, we'll find out, won't we? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. 
listen, this has become like a show tradition. Bart's worst list. Bart you is got, usually a very positive guy, you but got, you guys are trying to get me in a fist fight outside. You know I mean? I'm be yeah. like Ice Cube and fist fight. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, kicking it with J. Will and his soon-to-be born watermelon. Child. I guess as he's carrying ah, my watermelon today. baby. You got yes. seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Well done. <laughs> All right. So Bart, your latest worst list is okay. your top five worst. NCAA tournament okay. heroes who disappointed in the pros. Okay, so tournament heroes that turn to zeros. Okay, oh, let's geez. go. I can think I can do that. I can try. Well done. Let me try. Number five. Ooh, number five. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're going to play Who's That Bump? All right, so let's start with Dog, I got no music? Come on, man. I'm African. I need a beat. You need a beat. This Give this Yo, man a beat. Turn my trouble up. That's my James, word. James, die give line, him a beat, James. Die line, die line. <laughs> give me something, anything. What the green hell? Day. Oh, no. That's oh. how we go. Okay, okay. All right. Not Green well, that's Day. Not, no, that's not okay. Green Day, but okay. Well, not green. I don't know. Okay, who's that lit. bum? It's He's, lit, not Green Day. Okay. I have no idea. Well, I'm going to tell you who this is. You guys guess who's that bum, okay? NCAA champion, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year. Once recorded a 20-assist game. Listen, he was a Flintstone. And mm. when he got to the new breed Pistons, he was shooting rocks like Barney Rubble. That's how hard <laughs> he was shooting the ball. He couldn't hit the ocean inside of a damn boat. I tell you what, man. This is the guy who makes number five. And I hate it because I love the Flintstones. I'm from Detroit. He's shooting out there, shooting the rock like Barney Rubble, a.k.a. my name is... Mateen Cleaves. Yes, Mateen exactly. That's up, man. We want to. We, we, we want to forget. Listen, we want to forget. Look, he's living he walking like he's an old man. The hell, that's how he shot his jumper. He was never on rhythm. Look at him. Open your eyes when you shoot, Mateen. Spread his fingers. He did not. Who's number four? Go number four. Okay, number four. Okay, who's that bum? Okay, he's a Wooden Award winner as well. He's also an AP Player of the Year. Man, once gave Kawhi Leonard that. Work! He did. 18 points a he game. Did. I tell you what, this dude only lasted six games in the <laughs> oh NFL. He right NFL. now. In the NBA, I'm sorry. In the, oh, yeah, he should have. He had a, a better shot. I tell you what, this guy still has right now two free flights from Southwest for how many damn freaking flyer miles he had for all the damn teams he played for. Who am I? I don't know. Oh, this has got to be. Jimmer. 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 True story. He did give Kawhi the work. When Uh, BYU played San Diego State in the regular season his senior year, he put 30 on him. Kawhi Leonard. I tell you what, man. Listen, let me get them two free flights you got from all them freaking flyer miles you got, man. Let's go to number. Number three. Number three, if disappointment had a face, it would be him, a.k.a. a big waste of a height. Who's that bum, okay? Most points in NCAA tournament history. Average 20 points a game. NCAA champion, Naismith Naismith award winner, Wooden award winner. He only played seven years in the NBA. Who's that? Okay. Come on. He averaged 6.7 points a game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who's that bum? Psycho T. Wipe my face. I'm bleeding. (laughs) Like how you die, boy. <laughs> Tyler Hansborough's number three bum of the year. Oh my God. Like how you die, boy. What? Oh. Okay, okay. Number, let's go. Let's wrap this number up. Number two. B. 
Number two, listen, this is when the cream rises to the top. And when I say the cream, I'm talking about the bum cream, sour milk cream. That's what I'm talking about. This guy was the third overall pick. We had so much hope for this guy. I tell you what, I Googled great Adams, and they said, Bart, Siri said, it ain't none. And it's because of this guy. He played more like Sam Adams than he played like a real true Adams. Who's that bum, Jay? Michael Jordan thought he was going to be great. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Yeah. How'd the program survive after this? I have no idea, man. It's Charlotte. Charlotte. MJ. Solid stash. Solid. The best stash. I'll tell you what, he did have good flow. He did have good flow in his stash. This is is the best list that he's ever been a part of. I'll tell you what. (laughs) And the captain of the bum list. Number one. And it's not because he was a total bum in the league. But it's like, come on, man. We thought he was going to be the next Larry Legend. This guy is epic. He is arguably, outside of Lou Alcindor, probably considered the greatest college basketball player of all time. And listen, the reason he would have made this list anyway is because he took my very best friend, I tell you what, the guy that I looked up to, the bad boys, a.k.a. tap-tap guy, off of the dream team. They put this bomb on. I tell you what, this guy lasted a long time in the league, but come on, he never lived up to expectations, and he's something near and dear to the heart of Jay Weezy for Sheezy. This dude only played in 23 playoff games. He only averaged 12 points a game, a.k.a. Who's that bum, Jay? This one hurts me to say. It's a New York guy. It's a fellow Duke alum. It's a New York guy, too, man. Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner. We thought this is not my was, list, Leitner. Uh, this is not my bang, list. Banging this out. This is Bart's list. Banging out. In the game. I mean, Meanwhile, he, Grant Hill was the best player on that team. He got all the shine. <laughs> Come on, son. Christian you got Leitner. two guys from upstate New York. Yeah, I noticed that. Wow. Look, oh, look at that. Bam. That was, I mean, he was on a dream team. Shot That's against one Kentucky. of the great plays I mean, in the history. He's he part of the dream team. When he woke yeah. up, he thought he was dreaming when he saw that good basketball <laughs> players around him. How could he ever make that team? Disrespectful. Grant Hill was right there. Christian Leitner, seriously. I mean, when you do the contrast of the great, I mean, as the Lou Alcindor and him, yes, Lou Alcindor that him, he right? had versus NBA career, maybe Magic. What is it fair to say? I mean, he was so great in college. Jay, why did he suck so bad? <laughs> why are you asking me? I don't know. Was it attitude problem? I, I mean, was he, the he, mind he, tricks? He was that guy in college. He was that oh, guy yeah. in college. Yeah, but I mean, and it, he it, let it, you know he was that guy go, too. Uh, college is a completely different game than mm. the league. It's a completely different game. Why didn't it translate? Oh, I mean, he was. It wasn't like he was super. I mean, G Hill was a star. Yes. yes. Let's be honest about it. G Hill. If he didn't have injuries, I mean, he was. I felt like he was on the verge of the next coming of Michael Jordan for what he could have been for Detroit. That's why you don't feel about. That's why you don't like Luke Garza. Luca Garza. Luca Garza. Bart, Bart explains. So Bart has painting nail polish right now. I'm paying it forward, man. Uh, he has nail this polish. This is the bet you lost yesterday. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, no, lost no, no. his bet to. Hey, do we, got a, do we got a clear coat? I like the. No, there's no clear my, coat. I don't no want to smother my cuticles. It's pink. Put okay. him on there. Okay. Please don't spill it. Yeah, he's going to spill it. You know, look at him. Oh, I got this. He's going to come back and see all this pink nail polish all over his chair. I mean, the attention Bart is now great. painting his fingernails. You can pink. see it. On Take the that ESPN little yachty. Did, Bart, right did Bart omit somebody on the list? No, he did not. Somebody forgot. No, he did not, Evan. I think you forgot someone. asking if Bart omitted anyone. Our producer's consensus here is no. Look at Jay Weezy. Look at him getting it done. He's 4'6 talking trash about basketball players. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.